KCSB FM Santa Barbara 91.9. This is Inside Isla Vista. I'm Jennifer Yoshikoshi with KCSB News. This is the show that shares what's happening in and around Isla Vista and the UC Santa Barbara community. Last weekend, there were gunshots fired in Isla Vista from what currently appears to be shot in an attempt to break up a fight. A video found shows the gun was shot up in the air and there are no reports of any injuries or damage. With this occurrence happening days before the anniversary of the Isla Vista May tragedy, the lack of a report caused unsettled feelings within the community. Authorities continue to investigate this incident. But following the Isla Vista tragedy, on tonight's show, we hear from Jordan Killebrew, UCSB alumni and founder of Project Ivy Love. He worked on putting together the Isla Vista Love and Remembrance Garden in 2014. This place has since then become a space where the lives of the victims of the May tragedy continue to be remembered every year. The seventh anniversary was last Sunday on May 23rd, and I was able to hear from community members, leaders, and UCSB faculty about why it's important to remember what happened on May 23rd, 2014. On the day that I talked to Jordan, it was very windy, so I apologize for excessive wind noise, but here is Jordan Killebrew. I'm here at the Isla Vista Love and Remembrance Garden with Jordan Killebrew today. Thank you for joining me today. Of course, thank you for having me. It's such an honor. Could you give me a little bit of an introduction? Absolutely. Well, um, hi everyone. I'm Jordan Killebrew. Um, I'm an avid community member and the Love and Remembrance Garden started uh, literally days after the unfortunate um, shootings of May 23rd, 2014. And uh, what really accumulated was, you know, I had been a resident assistant for quite some time and then I had moved downtown and got, you know, started my own job and, but still had residents here in Isla Vista. And that night, I just remember them texting me, calling me and saying, hey, I don't feel safe. And I just told them, just come, come to my house, stay with me. And recalling those events, there wasn't really much news. There wasn't really much local coverage that night. There wasn't really much of anything and then I remember just as news broke and national news broke the following the following day it was it was really traumatic and really close to home and so myself being uh, a web designer uh, put together a website and said let's do something and let's create some art for the community and Project Ivy Love came out of that. And so if you could talk about some of the people that worked on this project with you and like who they were and how you guys came to meet to work on this project together. Absolutely. So I first and foremost have to say Katya Armstead uh, was a huge, huge help because uh, she saw what I was doing. She knew me as an undergrad and an employee of UCSB and she met with me at Starbucks and said, so what's going on? You're raising money. And I'm like, yeah, do you know what to do with it? I'm like, no. And so she really was the, the glue to say, okay, well, let's bring in businesses let's bring in UCSB let's bring in you know uh, the community and really helped guide me through the process so um, Katya Armistead of course uh, she's a UCSB it was James Glover of Woodstock's IV who was a former manager there Rodney Gold who formerly worked at Isla Vista uh, Recreation and Parks and then of course Kim Yasuda who actually was my former uh, art professor what initially inspired you to start this project and to start thinking about it? Like I mentioned, it was too close to home. And with that, 
there was a sense of responsibility. Like, I, even though I didn't live in Isla Vista, although I lived in downtown Santa Barbara, there was still this, this connection that I have to this place. And I just remember and recall that following day, gauchos from outside the country, inside the country, across the country, were calling me and saying, Jordan, what's going on? This is not the Isla Vista that we know. This is not the UCSB that we know. And there was just a lot of sorrow. And so that energy, I'm not one to just sit around, and that energy really drove me to um, start the you know, start the website, start selling t-shirts, start fundraising. And in a year, we raised $50,000 to help build this uh, garden. That's, that's amazing that you raised so much money. Could you describe the first memorial at the garden and just kind of give us a visualization of what it looked like? Yeah, we... Um, we, we had a couple of events actually leading up to the garden. We had community planning days leading up to the dedication of the garden, uh, which was really lovely because community members came and actually, I feel, got to grieve and have some healing around it while being connected to the land and seeing these beautiful benches that were um, created by UCSB art students and myself and Kim Yusuda. And so it was a moment for us to all come together. And I remember the first... Um, First, well, the dedication and the memorial, it was overflowing with people. I just remember there was overflowing with people and tears and blue lights. And they marched from uh, Storch Plaza all the way over here, and we had a nice little ceremony in Annex Goyo, and it was a wonderful, wonderful event, and I hope that the parents felt honored. And with your personal connection to Isla Vista, how did you first feel when you heard about what happened? And where were you when you heard about what was going on? I was actually, it was a Friday night, and we, I was actually out with friends. And that's when I got the first text, Jordan, there's been a shooting. I heard gunshots. Um, and I'm like, what? Gunshots where? In Isla Vista. Uh, actually, there's been a series of shootings. And that was just like when I was like, okay, well, I'm going to head home and just come um, at home. I, I felt extremely sad and scared. And, you know, I, like I mentioned, I've had our Lazare for a couple of years and had residents that still lived here and that I still very much care about. And the Isla Vista that I at least knew when I was in school was one of love and taking care of each other. Granted, there was still, you know, atrocities that happened in this in this community, but it was definitely one of having each other's back. And so it's really, it was really, really just cut really close to home. Um, and it was really, really hard to come to terms with it. But then also helped us understand that, you know, there's not necessarily, we have to be careful about mental health. We have to be, you know, providing resources around behavioral health um, and also we have to figure out something else around gun control um, because it's just wild to me that in the aftermath of learning about that individual um, and how they could acquire guns and all this other stuff that it was just easy and so it, it was a very eye-opening experience to realize we need to do better and we need to do better. And I know as myself, a member of the Isla Vista community, I feel very in touch with the people here and just the land. And I'm sure you also felt the same way. But do you ever come here to this garden and at your own time, even after all these years? And what significance does this garden hold for you to this day? 
Um, yeah, I come here quite a bit, probably at least once a quarter, because um, I live on the east side of Santa Barbara now, but I come once a quarter and I come and I sit um, and I reflect. I'm a big person on reflection. And for me, this is an anchor here. I will always be connected to Isla Vista, but then there's actually this physical space that means so much to me. And um, I'm hoping that we can have some more community planning days in the future. Um, and I just want to continue to honor the victims and their families and make sure that this looks, you know, this lasts and continues and is here for decades to come. And what was your thinking in choosing this specific spot to build the garden? Well, it's in People's Park, and the the name People's Park is so important. Like, this is for everyone. We wanted to make sure that this was accessible. Could you just walk me through the garden right now to kind of go through the designs and what was the planning of creating these certain designs for each of the victims? Well, it was very important to have community members work with the garden. Like we, like I said, we had a community planning day, and so it was really important. And so Katie Cooper, uh, this one's for Katie Cooper, she loved hummingbirds and she loved flowers. And so the beautiful part about this project is that the parents were so gracious and provided like a little synopsis of what their, what their child liked and what their child was about. And so we were able to take that little synopsis work with UCSB art students and really develop the designs. Um, and then these benches are actually driftwood that have fallen in the 6-8 block. And so we were able to use, reuse wood from this area to put it back into this area. Um, so yeah, Katie Cooper. This one's Veronica Weiss. Uh, she is a water polo player. And so you can see that, you can actually see her initials. All of them kind of have their initials in there. Uh, but there's a V and a W as she's playing in the water and the ripples uh, of it. And so we then have James Hong, David Wang, and George Chen. These are the, the housemates. As you can see, <laughs> James, he was into, um, I think those are master boards and really into technical work. And so as you can see the beautiful lines that were cut right there. And the beautiful thing about these, each of these benches is, um, especially during the memorials that we have and the remembrance that we have, we put lights behind it and then you get to see all the cool shadows that come through it. Especially with the sun's just at a right angle for them, then you'll get to see the, the patterns on the back. Of course, we have David Wang over here. Um, we have George Chen. They, he loved basketball um, and he loved math. He actually did a lot of volunteer hours tutoring in math. Um, and so that's where you see all this <laughs> all the math equations. <laughs> and then Chris Michael Martinez is over here. And he was into Zen. He was into, I believe, yoga and Zen and um, Zen Garden. So you see the lovely trees and everything like that. Um, and we decided to put him kind of in this enclave uh, just because it's kind of peaceful and you can see nothing but, when you say you see nothing but all the trees and everything like that. Yeah. And it's been seven years since the, the night of May 23rd. How does this garden serve as a remembrance of the victims for the community? Well, I, I, it's in the center of Isla Vista and in a location where, you know, normally if it wasn't COVID, they would have concerts in this park and they would have 
lots of other things going on. And so as it being centered where it is, we hope that and we have seen that people will come here to sit and meet people and connect. And I hope that there is a reflection and an understanding of what this park is and who these beautiful individuals were um, and a reminder that we are a better community than to allow what happened um, seven years ago. And how do you think the event of the tragedy affected the community in 2014 and do those same feelings still remain in the community right now? Well, I would say, so the 2013-2014 academic year, uh, Kati will say, was, was one that was, was pretty wild. Um, that was the year where we, we made we made national news so much because uh, there was the Del Playa party. Um, there was a lot of other things that happened um, that year that just kind of led up and accumulated to that main event. And I think there was a moment of, wait a second, um, at least from what I saw from an outsider that didn't live in Isla Vista, but a moment of like, whoa, this, got, this went too far. And we saw the community really come together and attempt to heal after what was a very, very tragic year. For the people that live in Isla Vista now, what do you hope this garden would do for the people of Isla Vista right now that may not know as much about the 2014 events and just kind of see these as benches and don't really know the background of them. Absolutely. I would say, you know, go to projectivylove.com. Um, it will take you directly to the Parks and Rec, uh, Recreation and Parks webpage that talks all about it. Um, I would also say that, you know, this is a garden that we hope that the community can feel connected to and can feel that they can come and take care of and be a part of and plant um, and help grow. Um, and so that's, that's really what we wanted to do. In honoring these lives and honoring these individuals, we also wanted to bring life to it. And what better way to do that than a garden? And we hope that the community takes that personal responsibility um, to make sure it thrives and continues to look beautiful and much. That was Jordan Killebrew talking about the Isla Vista Love and Remembrance Garden. On the day of the anniversary of the Isla Vista tragedy, I went back to the garden to speak to anyone who came by and was able to speak with community members and UCSB faculty. Now you'll hear from them and their own thoughts on the importance of remembering this event. Um, my name is Mariah and um, I've been living in IV, well I've been homeless in IV for about three months now, but when the shooting had happened, I was living out here, and I just left. Literally, I had just gotten into my boyfriend's car, and we were at Los Canaros when we heard the shots. And my wife, Cassandra, she was over here at 7-Eleven, and she saw the guy drive by, and she almost got shot. And she was just, she, she, she was just terrified. She called me, and she's like, Ryan, did you hear what happened? And I was like, no, I haven't heard anything about it. And then I went online, and I found all the news stories about it. I re I watched the actual, the Fox News, KEYT, every news channel was covering the shooting. And it was just, it was a really, really sad day. I mean, it was just terrifying. I'm glad I left when I did, because, you know, it could have been me. And another friend of mine was working at Domino's, and he was crossing the street, because he was on his break, and he was going across the street to smoke a cigarette, and the guy drove right past him, shot directly at my friend, and my friend jumped down to the ground, and it went, the bolt went over him and hit some chick. And it was just, it was just, I don't know, it was just terrifying. How has hearing about what happened and having a connection to the area affected you within the past seven years? 
I don't really know. I mean, it makes me scared to be walking around here. It makes me wonder if there's another person that's going to be like that. That's going to just go around and shoot people because chicks won't hook up with him. You know, it's like, it just scares me. I don't like walking around here by myself at night. I will barely go to 7-Eleven after dark. It's just, it's scary. Did you see a change in the environment of Isla Vista after May 23rd of 2014? People are a lot nicer. They're a lot nicer out here. I mean, they're they're in favor, like some of them are actually in favor of us staying here. I mean, I'm in the homeless encampment that's right next to the park. Yeah, I know it looks bad, but hey, you know what? We have nowhere else to go. And, you know, people out here are actually really nice. There's constantly every day like at right around dinner time people come out and they bring us food they bring us water they bring us fruits and vegetables you know and it's like the community is more involved with this now since then i don't know it's just people are a lot nicer now were they not as nice before we used to get a lot of like harsh glances and people would like if you were flying a sign out by the habit people would tell you go find a job you know but now they see you flying a sign at habit they'll give you like a dollar or two or they'll go buy you a burger you know, back then, people weren't as nice. I don't know. It just seems like after the shooting, people realize, hey, you know what? Any day, somebody could get shot. Somebody could die. We should be nicer, you know? Mm-hmm. Hi, my name is Spencer Brand. I'm the president of the Isla Vista Community Services District. I've lived in Isla Vista for six years now. I came to the Love and Remembrance Garden because this is such a beautiful space. I wanted to pay my respects to those that we lost seven years ago today. Um, the six Isla Vista residents whose lives were tragically taken due to an act of gun violence and hatred. And uh, I think it's just really important that we continue to remember, we continue to say the names of those that we lost, um, and we recommit and pledge ourselves each year to do what we can to prevent more tragedies such as this one from happening in the future. And how do you feel being in this space right now? It's a good question. I feel a lot of different things. On the one hand, uh, I feel very much in mourning for those that we lost. I also feel uh, in some ways angry because it feels like every time that I come back here each year, there are more more people that we've lost because of gun violence and because of these acts of hatred that have happened in our country. But at the same time, I feel hope because I remember the spirit of what these six individuals represented and their passion for life, their love of life. And I think that that's the spirit that is gonna really be able to take us through uh, these hard times. How do you feel being a UCSB alumni, knowing about what happened in 2014? As an alumni, um, I came to the community in 2015 and uh, I wasn't physically here when this tragedy happened, but I still feel very connected to it because you know, I walked the same streets uh, that the six uh, uh, that lost their lives did uh, when they lived in our community. Um, and uh, we still deal today with the same effects or the, the same things that ultimately took their lives. Just two nights ago, we had a gun fired in our community. And I just feel very connected to those that we lost um, as a UCSB alumni, as a resident of our community, um, as someone who cares about living in a safer community. Um, whether, whether I was here or not, or whether maybe residents that live in Isla Vista were here or not, I think they should all feel very connected to this tragedy too, because these were our folks, these were our people, they're our neighbors, they're our friends. So my name is Diana Collins Fuente, and I serve as the Director of Community Affairs, Student Development and Leadership for Associated Students. 
and I have been with Associated Students since 2014. Um, I came in as the Ala Vista Community Advisor just in the aftermath of the 2014 tragedy. And so for the last seven years, this has been a really central part of the work that I've been doing at Ala Vista, has been really trying to focus on supporting our community, both in its healing process and the aftermath of 2014, um, but also in imagining what the future looks like. Um, how do we want to take all of the things that happened and turn this tragedy into something that's transformative for our community? And so that's why I'm here. And I see that you're setting something up today. Could you talk about that? Yes, so we have been setting up luminaries today, which has been kind of a little bit of a tradition over the last few years where we set up the the blue lights have been part of the tradition of the Isla Vista Remembrance Forever. The LED light was actually invented by one of our professors here at UCSB. And it was something that was taken on uh, since then as a way to represent kind of a beacon of light in Isla Vista. And so every year we'll have a different display of blue lights and the luminaries are part of that. So we have them set up all along the ground near the Love and Remembrance Garden, which was created after the, the May tragedy as a way to honor each of the six students who passed away here. And then the luminaries help to kind of just help people figure out the pathway, right? No, shine the light on how we come together as a community. And why do you think it's important for students now and for community members to remember that this event happened in Isla Vista history. So, you know, it's really important because uh, in as much as a lot of students who are here now were not here in 2014, they have already graduated. This is something that had a really tremendous impact in this community. And it's something that has really been a catalyst for significant change in the community of Isla Vista over those years. Everything from self-government to physical changes in the space that we're in to support services that are happening at La Vista, all of those were created in response to what happened here. And so I think it's really important for us always to remember our history um, and how we got here. And also I want to note that for a lot of students now, even though they weren't here to experience this tragedy, they have experienced tragedy in their own uh, home uh, communities and, and we've talked to a lot of students who have had a mass shooting happen uh, in their community and so this is also a place that's broader uh, that's a place for people to be able to come together and to think about the impact of that kind of violence um, and and what it does for communities and also how do we transform from that and I would just add that in addition to the students, we also have a lot of staff and long-term community members who've been here and they were here during the tragedy. And so they continue to be impacted and, and want to have a space in which they can remember. So it's also important for the whole community that we keep having these spaces that we're holding together. Uh, so thank you. My name is Margaret Clawone. I'm the Vice Chancellor for Student Affairs. And I joined the UCSB community in 2015 and so I was not here on May 23rd, 2014, but I understand and recognize the importance of that date to the UCSB community. And so I'm here to honor the members of our community that we lost on that day, and also to hold some of the memory uh, of the impact that that day and those events had on our community. How do you personally feel knowing that such a tragic event happened in Isla Vista? Well, it has marked us forever. And also it is really sad to see the number of incidents that have happened between now and then, which are innumerable. So the really hard part of this is being here 
and taking in the grief and the loss and the sadness and um, recognizing that some of the things that could have happened in our culture, in our society, in the United States around gun control have not happened. And everyone here understands the impact and the loss in ways that we would not want other people to have to deal with. And unfortunately, so many people have. So Rick Benjamin, I teach in comparative literature and environmental studies here and also in the, in the College of Creative Studies. And I do community engagement work. And why are you here at the garden today? The opportunity to participate in this, this particular memorial, you know, I wasn't here in 2014. I came here a year later to start working at UCSB from the East Coast. But I think it recognizes the kind of uh, trauma that I hope any community is willing to face when tragedies like this occur. And this particular one, I think, also resonates with this moment, which, you know, we're living through multiple traumas at the same time, some of them uh, multi-generational. They've been part of the fabric of this country for many years, and shootings like this keep on happening. And um, so bearing witness, I think, is really important. So that's why I'm here. How did you personally feel knowing that this happened before you arrived to the community? It was part of what we, you know, we came here with the knowledge that this had happened and that it was a traumatic event for this community. And we work with people who were here. And um, one of my colleagues, you know, for example, was hiding inside one of the buildings with 100 students that were part of a film studies class. And... So it was something that people were talking about with us from the very beginning, and it felt important to recognize that it had happened and not to avoid the pain that not only families were feeling, but, you know, I had a student my first year teaching here, and her friends were killed, and she hadn't been able to talk to, about it with anyone. And she had tried to talk to a therapist at CAPS, but it just hadn't worked. And so then she bottled it up again. And then the next person she talked to was me after every single one of our classes. You know, I, I could see how much pain she was carrying. She was supposed to be out with them that night. They were shopping for her birthday. And she didn't come. And so she was not just carrying around the pain of losing her friends, but she was carrying around the guilt of not being with them and, and surviving. It, the complexity of this is really extraordinary, but of course, so many communities have suffered from violence and tragedies just like this one. And um, again, I think it's really important to come out and, and be fully present to the pain that people are feeling and not to ignore it and avoid it because that sort of avoidance isn't getting us anywhere right now. Do you think it's important for students right now who weren't there to experience it or might not even know the depth of what happened to understand how important this event is in Isla Vista. I do. I think it's, it's part of the history of this place. And we live in a country, of course, that doesn't always witness its history very well. And so I think it's important, you know, when you live in a place like Isla Vista to face up to your history. And this is part of the history here. I definitely see that Isla Vista is a community that really shows unity and um, unification of the students and even outside community members so yeah. even with this you can see that that's really relevant in our that's so well said but I'll leave you with a poem by Lucille Clifton called whose side are you on and 
you know, I think that this kind of memorial is exemplary in terms of not choosing sides and making sure that we come out for each other. So whose side are you on? The side of the bus stop woman trying to drag her bags up the front steps before the doors clang shut. I'm on her side. I give her exact change. And him, the old man hanging by one strap, his work hand folded shut as the bus doors. I'm on his side. When he needs to leave, I ring the bell. I'm on their side, riding the same bus into the same someplace. I'm on the dark side, always. The side of my daughters, the side of my tired sons. You just heard from some of our community members and UCSB faculty about why they think it's important that we remember the Isla Vista tragedy and commemorate it every year. Thank you also to our listeners for tuning in Wednesdays at 5 p.m. to find out what's happening in and around Isla Vista. I'm Jennifer Yoshikoshi with KCSB News. Our theme music is Siesta by Jazzer. This is 91.9 FM KCSB.